Hello and welcome to the Marketing Meetup Podcast. My name is Joe Glover. Thank you so much for listening today. Today we've got a great talk from a company that I'm actually really excited about. And it's a company called Frazy and their representative on the night was uh, Jess Evans, who funnily enough I went to university with, which was a nice moment, the serendipity. It was a bit of an odd thing to see her standing up there <laughs> speaking at an event we were running. In any case, um, tonight we're going to be hearing a, a talk from Jess all about unlocking AI's potential and how to see past the buzzwords and actually boost your bottom line using AI technology. So in this talk, Jess spends a little bit of time speaking about the difference between AI and machine learning, why it matters to use AI and how it's actually transforming brands to speak to their customers online and how they're speaking to their customers online. It's one of those talks that's really interesting. I think um, there's a, one piece of uh, a graphic in particular that Jess spends a little bit of time on, which I'll also include on the blog post uh, for this talk because it was really, really fascinating to see the way that she'd broken down uh, the different AI technologies and, and how they speak about them. Um, if you'd like anything more from the Marketing Meetup, head to marketingmeetup.com. And then just two big thank yous. The first is to Baz Richardson of Bravo Marketing, Bravo Marketing Matchup Creative Solutions to Business Problems. Baz is a complete legend. I love him to bits. Head to bravomarketing.co.uk to find out more there. And also a big thank you to Columba, Columba um, Match Agencies to clients. And uh, by taking your brief and then implementing it in a way where you're going to find the best agency, the quickest based on their network of agencies that they work alongside. We got to know Sam, their CEO, their founder, a little bit better over the course of time. And he's a really great guy and really delivers on what he promises to. With all that said, let me pass over to Jess for what is a brilliant talk. I really hope you enjoy it. Take care, speak soon, and I love you lots. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, hi, guys. It's so great to be here. I have, as Joe said, come up from London today to Newcastle. Um, I was saying to Joe before this that um, one of my first jobs was in Newcastle when we went to uni together. Um, probably wouldn't expect where it, where it actually was. I was working in the big yellow self-storage uh, <laughs> that is by the, by the train station. So yeah, it feels like things have come, uh, yeah quite far since then but really weird place to work when you're at uni like on a forklift truck but anyway um, a little bit about me Joe said what do you like um, I have built my own camper van so I go away in my camper van every weekend which is nice um, and I also love Shania Twain did anyone go to the Shania Twain concert last year no <laughs> just me yeah well I went twice I went once in Birmingham and then I followed her to London she's just like, <laughs> which means a lot to me. Anyway, um, anyway, so um, today I am going to take you guys through um, a little bit about AI and about language again. It's so great to be like sharing the stage with someone else who's working in language. Um, so a bit about what AI is, what AI isn't, um, a little bit about Phrasey, um, and then also we've got a, I've got a game for you guys that we're going to play to see if we can guess what is AI and what is not AI. Um, so just a bit of background, a little bit of an intro to Phrasey. Phrasey generates short form marketing language for brands. Um, so you will have seen us and you will have experienced us 
alongside 500 million other people across the world. Um, we write subject lines for all of these brands. So if you have any of those brands in your inbox, we've written that subject line. Uh, and it hasn't been written by a human, which is, I still find it amazing every single day. Um, it's just incredible. Um, cool, and um, we're pretty cool as well. <laughs> we're a Gartner cool vendor, um, and we've won a bunch of awards. Um, cool. So, uh, as Joe was saying, AI is a complete, um, it's a buzzword. I was standing, uh, the other day I was at a presentation um, for an email service provider, and they said the word AI in their presentation 14 times, but during that time they didn't actually explain which type of AI they were using or how how their platform was using it. It just kind of feels like right now it's one of those words where you can just add an extra zero to like the end of your contract that you you know that you have with the tech uh, provider. Um, so yeah, and and a lot of the time it is automation, right? Um, so and. That kind of brings me to what you were speaking about earlier, which is great. Um, so narrow AI versus general AI. We're absolutely light years away from general AI. That's like cyborgs and all of those films that you see where the world is going to um, fall apart. What is great, though, within AI is really specific applications that you can um, that, that require human input that are used on a kind of on a daily basis. And actually, in a minute. I'll take you guys through some things that we're probably all using every day that we don't even realize are AI, um, whether that's in marketing or just in like our, our daily lives. Um, so yeah, we're absolutely really far away from general AI. Narrow AI is at its very beginnings, but that is a very specific use case and it always requires human involvement. So. I feel like this is quite a small slide, but this is one of my favorite slides. Hopefully, this will give you a bit of an understanding as to there's this like AI umbrella that everyone talks about. And if you guys are having people talk to you about AI, I 100% would recommend like take a picture or I can send you this slide. But just ask them like what type of AI are you actually using um, within, your, um, within your platform or, or whatever else? Um, because there are loads of different types of artificial intelligence, and some of those have been around since like the 1950s. So I think in the 1950s, um, that was when the word artificial intelligence was first used. It's not something that's new, and it's not necessarily something that should be like really scary and is going to take all of our jobs and stuff like that. Um, so actually, a great example would be the post office. Um, every time we send a letter, the post office are using uh, machine vision under that vision category there. So what happens is instead of somebody manually sorting all that post that comes in and looking at the postcode and thinking, oh, that's got to go in that box and this one in that box, which is obviously what used to happen, that's much more of an automated process now, thanks to AI, which is great. Um, another thing that we probably all um, experience is uh, sports reports. So if you ever read a football report from a football match, I don't really do it that much. But, uh, I've seen them. Uh, um, that is also using AI. It's just taking all of that data that it has about the football match, who scored, who won, what were the penalties, or other things that happen in football matches, and it pulls it all, all together. Um, equally, another example would be uh, Gmail. So how you get your junk filtered into one file, you get your promotions inbox now. All of that is also um, done using AI, which is great. So we're all, we're all using AI on a daily basis, but 
we don't necessarily know about it right now, which is quite cool. Um, so with that, I thought I'd take you into the, t the forms of AI that um, we use at Frazy. Um, so within Frazy, we use two forms of AI, and I'm going to take you through what, um, what those forms are. So firstly, we have natural language generation. Um, that's really cool because basically a machine at the click of a button can generate thousands of variants of copy. It's all short form copy. So for example, we'll think like subject lines. It can generate thousands of variants of subject lines. So a, a brand would come into our platform, for example, um, and all of, that, all of that language sounds like the brand that we're working with. So it's not like generic, please open this email or free beer or something that would make you want to open an email. It's actually in the brand voice, which is quite cool. Um, however, thousands of variants of subject lines is not really useful. I, like if I sent you guys a thousand subject lines for a specific brand, you're not going to be very happy with me. It's not going to be like a, a great thing if you have to go out and test all of those different subject lines. Um, and that's where a second form of artificial intelligence comes in. So there's that deep learning engine. So if we just go back to this slide here. You can see natural language generation there, and then deep learning is there under machine learning. Um, and what that does is it maps your audience over time. So brands that work with us, their audiences, um, we pick up specific response metrics on opens, on clicks of emails. Um, and over time, we can understand that specific brand's audience um, so that we can increase that, that metric of opens and clicks and obviously engagement at the end of it. Um, happy to talk to you guys a bit more about how that works in detail, but don't want to give you too much of a sales pitch at the same time. Um, cool, so once you've done email, think about all of those other uh, short form variants that you can start to go into. We always start with email because it's your known audience, um, but then there's all sorts of other places where short form copy exists um, that, that um, brands are able to generate that, that language in. So one of the reasons that short form copy and natural language generation is really cool in marketing um, is that it is such a crowded marketplace. So if we were to open our phones now, you've probably got like a thousand emails in your personal inbox of which, not sure how many of you guys open, but I, on a Sunday, maybe we'll open like a couple of emails. Um, it's not necessarily something where I engage with brands on a regular basis. It's a super crowded um, environment, these kind of, you know, when you get push notifications, when you get emails, um, and it's really hard to stand out. But also, any of you guys who have written short form copy, I was speaking to someone earlier who's a copywriter, um, yeah. <laughs> um, it's really hard to know how your audience is going to respond on like a long-term basis. So you can do a split test, like an A-B split test on a piece of copy or, or whatever else, um, and you can see the winner. But then what humans are not very good at is then predicting what's then and taking like that result and then replicating that across other campaigns so that you're, you know, continually seeing those uplifts and learning from them. And that is because what Joe was saying, language is so complicated. There's so many different nuances and data points within that language that it's really hard for us as humans to um, like see that long-term uplift and see that, that longevity. Um, and so as an example of Frazy, um, we always get the human to write, well, the, the marketer, sorry, the human. It sounds so, like, robotic, doesn't it? God. Um, the, the human will always write one subject line, and the, our, our technology will always write uh, a couple as well. And we outperform the human line 95% of the time. So that's just a really good example of how short-form copy is not necessarily something that humans are particularly good at. Um, 
Cool, and some other benefits that we also, um, that our platform offers, which I can talk to you in a minute about. Cool, okay, so a game for you guys. If you want to go onto your phone and go to sli.do and type in Frazy, we're going to play a game. And the game is, can you guess what was written by a human and what was written by a machine? So if I just, I think if I click on that, it will work. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, cool. So um, when you log in, is everyone in? Do you need the, num the thing again? Hang on. Uh, sure, there you go. So you want to go here and phrasey. So when you um, are in there, you're going to see 10 subject lines. Uh, these were um, for one of the brands that we work with called Domino's, who everybody is familiar with, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. One of these subject lines was written by a human, and then nine were written by our piece of technology. So the game is, can you guys guess what was written by AI and what was written by a human. And we can see the poll results coming in there now. So I'll give you a couple of minutes. I feel like also this is introducing human bias because everyone can see that and they'll probably vote for it. So. Oh. OK. Oh, OK. New and super tasty Mexican fiesta is doing quite well so far. I, do you know what? Whoever is voting for this one, absolutely, I completely agree. Any subject line that had melted cheese, I would absolutely always open that. Um, <laughs> it's just like, as soon as I see it, I'd be like, yes. Okay, 25. Anybody left to vote? Still. Cool, okay. Um, so, oh. So the winner here, or these, everybody seems to think that these two, new and super tasty, Mexican Fiesta, turn up the heat with the brand new Mexican Fiesta. I actually, I'm not sure which one it was, so give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Who guessed Mexican Fiesta? I think that was one of the... Top ones, there we go, 24 and 24, so half and half. Very good. Is there any, did anybody have any reasons why they voted for that one at the top? Don't be shy. It's fine to say. Because it was dull. Do you know what? That is fair enough. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a computer would understand what, that feels like an almost human pun. Sure, yeah, yeah. Kind of not to everyone's taste. Turn up the heat with the Mexican, uh, with, with the Mexican fiesta, yeah, yeah, fair. Okay, so we're going to play one more. I'm just going to make this Slido change. So if you guys want to, you should see it change on your browser, but if you haven't, then refresh. So what we're going to do now is going to guess which one of these subject lines was the highest performing. So which was the most engaging for the Domino's audience? You guys can um, vote for that. Yeah, I know, right? Melted cheese. I completely agree with whoever put that. It's all about the emoji. It is, yeah. It's interesting that everybody has a different vote here. It's like people have got um, different opinions. Uh, 
Okay, we're on 28. I think we're doing quite well. It's time. Om nom 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 nom. <laughs> How about a taste of our new Mexican fiesta is doing very well. Um, okay. Cool. So, interestingly on this one, the winner is... Anyone else going to vote? <laughs> the winner is here. So 6% of people guessed what the winner was going to be. Which is interesting, isn't it? Um, and the reason for that generally we find is that everyone is bringing like, their own human bias into what they think is going to work well. So me saying, I want this one because it's melted cheese, is completely my, my own human bias. My like, Monday morning, I think this is going to work well for our audience, or you know, I've got experiences of this in the past, um, versus being kind of like based on data and that like, very um, specific environment. Cool. So, um, and those are the differences in the open rates and the click rates of those um, of those different uh, winners and controls. So interestingly, a 36.4% open rate uplift against what the human would have normally written. So that's obviously quite a lot of pizza. Um, cool. Okay. Um, and yeah, some results there for some of the clients that we work with. They get some great uplifts, which is good. Okay. So one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about before we finish is a little bit about um, a campaign that we've um, started at Frazy around using AI for good. So we obviously have quite a cool platform that can make people hopefully open more emails, which is great for um, you know, some of the awesome brands that we work with. But equally, that actually could be used in a bad way as well, if you think about you know, Cambridge Analytica, for example. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's you know, political parties, there's all sorts of different things that, that actually this technology could be used in a, you know, in a, in a negative way. So we are, um, in fact, I'm gonna slip, jump onto a video. So we've um, launched a campaign uh, alongside an AI ethics policy that we've just launched. Um, our, AI our AI ethics policy um, is basically saying what our technology will do and what our technology won't do. So we turn away sales from uh, political parties, from gun manufacturers, um, from uh, anyone who promotes hate speech. So sometimes that does include some publications that you may be aware of. Um, so we have to turn them away because actually it's a really negative thing to be you know, promoting that in, in our society. So we think we're one of the first companies that's actually launched an AI ethics policy. And we've had lots of brands sign up to say that they're going to um, embrace this more positive marketing. Um, because also, if you embrace positive marketing, we've done a bit of a study to show that, um, that actually there's a return on what we call a return on ethics, which is actually beneficial for your marketing in the long term. Um, oh, I'm going to show you just this quick video um, of it being launched. Did someone have a question? No? Okay. I think where clickbait and aggressive messaging has gone wrong is people are actively recommending and promoting the use of negative emotional cues in advertising. I know a technology company who actually go to conferences and go, 
you know, it might not be very nice, but anxiety and guilt works. You should focus your messaging on these uh, emotional triggers. From a moralistic standpoint, there are people in the world who suffer from overt mental health issues. Many of them have problems with anxiety or using extravagant spending habits to try and make themselves feel better. This messaging is effective because often it targets those people who are predisposed to respond to those messages. But the business reason is actually quite a sound logical reason, where basically what you're doing is you're training your customers to like feel unhappy when they're purchasing your stuff. So you know when you go on a travel site and you're trying to book a flight or book a hotel, shows little countdown clock, there's only four seats left at this price, all this kind of stuff. They're trying to like make you feel anxious. And this is because people are focused on these very short-term numbers coming in. They have a monthly quota and if they don't come in and their CFO comes down and shouts at them, they become very transactional and they're forgetting that their brands matter and that their customers' emotions fundamentally matter as well. Marketers don't operate in vacuums. So what we do has a real effect on people surrounding us. So I personally think if you're going to use emotional triggers in your marketing, you absolutely should. That's what marketing is. But don't actively use these shitty emotions because your customers matter and their emotions matter. Cool. So that's just a bit of background into the um, return on ethics policy that we are running. Um, we did a, a study of 4,000 marketers and 400, sorry, 4,000 consumers, 400 marketers. That'd be a lot of marketers, wouldn't it? Um, and actually, what we found is that consumers want this positive messaging in their in the marketing that they're getting, um, and that lots of people kind of feel pressured into buying things, um, and it, in in a in a really negative way, um, and obviously we don't we don't want that either as a phrase and being kind of the technology that, that we we have and we're able to put out into the market. Um, and yeah, there's there's some stats here. Um, oh, on this slide, if you want to download that report, you can. It's there. Um, there's also some quite cool other like emotions matter guides, a guide to ethical marketing. So if you guys are, are interested in it, then feel free to go download it there. And that's all from me. So thanks very much. Thank